What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have an incredible guest with us on today. Her name is Angelica Garner, and she is the best-selling author of Time Millionaire. She's the podcast host of She Makes Bank, and she is the creator of the Rich Hot and Happy blog and a top 1% network marketer. She is on a mission to help families break the cycle of financial strife and live in abundance. We have so many things that we share values around commonalities. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear this conversation, whether or not you're in network marketing, you will get so much out of this. And if you are in the network marketing space, get out your notebooks, because this is a good one. Let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Angie, welcome to the show. I am so pumped to have you here. Micah, what's up, (laughs) friend? This is going to be so good. I already gave our listeners a little brief about who you are, but girl, you've got some mega experience. You have so many nuggets and so much wisdom to share. So I want to dig right in, but first, who are you? What is your story? What's your experience in the network marketing industry and the money world, all of that stuff? Yes. All right. All right. So my story really began when I was a little girl, Micah. I, I watched my parents argue about money. I live in a big family, you know, five kids in my family, and it was it was hard for them. It was hard for them on one stream of income, and it created a lot of tension in the home. And so mm-hmm. I was determined to not live that way. And at first, I thought I was going to be a pop star. That was going to be the solution. You know? <laughs> uh, but when it came time to go to college or not, I decided, you know, I want to go to college. I want to, I'm just going to do it because society says that's what successful people do. Mm -hmm. So I got in in and out of college as fast as I could because I really wanted to make money. And while I was in college, the great recession hit 2008. And most of my friends went home to live with their families and try to pick up the pieces and figure out how to start a career when no one was hiring. And I figured, you know what, I'm just going to start a business. So I've, I've never had a job. I've always been a business owner. My first business was as a personal trainer and Yeah. And I realized through that process that I didn't have a real business. I was self-employed, but if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. Right. And my next uh, progression was to open up a gym. I thought, okay, well I can create some leverage if I have other trainers paying me to work in this facility. So I did that in 2010 in downtown Seattle. And just a few months into that, I also realized, you know, I don't want to be tied down to one location and I don't want to be changing the toilet paper and I don't really want to do business admin work. What I'm really good at is marketing. That's Mm. my, that's what I'm good at because during this time, Facebook was really the main social media source 
people were using. And I was creating endless leads for my personal training business, even though we are in this huge recession, I didn't feel it at all because I was great at marketing and yeah. speaking to what people needed. So that's what led me down the path of network marketing. I partnered with a sports nutrition company in 2011. And since 2013, I've been a six-figure earner in network marketing. And what that's done is it's given me so much margin to experiment in the in the business world. It's funded my podcast. It's funded my first book that I wrote. It allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom from day one of becoming a parent. And it's allowed my husband and I to travel to 24 countries together and not stress about money. So it's it's I have a huge passion for direct sales and and that's the basis of what I do. But also throughout the conversations over these last 12 years, I noticed Micah that Making money is just the first part. The second part is teaching people what to do, how to grow and protect their money and steward their finances. Because here's what happened. In 2019, my company I was with, totally out of the blue, restructured. And all of us top leaders were losing our incomes. It was a wake-up call that, that also said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. diversify, have multiple income streams. And also, you know, nothing's promised forever. So, you know, steward what you have. So that brings me to where I'm at today. Super excited about, about where we're going with things. Oh my gosh. I love it. There's so many things I want to unpack from your story. So first and foremost, I love the fact that you learn from doing, you learn from experience, you got, you just jumped in, you did the thing. And then you're like, okay, well, I love this, but I don't love that. Let's try this instead. I love this. I love that. So what have you learned? What would you say in, since you've been in the network marketing world for, did you say 12 years? Yep. Okay. 12 years. What have you learned that you would want anyone who's either thinking about jumping into this world or already in it? What would you want them to know? about being successful? What is required to be successful with this is the ability to get out of your head, Mm. get out of your own way, stop overthinking, (laughs) stop caring about what people think. Oh yeah. I would have been in network marketing 15 years if I didn't let my first boyfriend talk me out of it because the first time I got introduced was in 2008 and it shoulda, coulda, woulda, because that company that I said no to had a huge momentum, but that's part of my story. I got in my own head. I was young and pressure, but wherever you're at in life, guys, like we've heard this before, but nobody else is paying your bills and nobody else is creating a dream life for you. Mm-hmm. So stop. Like if your plan isn't working, why wouldn't you? And you've got to go full throttle. So many people want to dip in their toes, maybe kind of straddle line. I'll see how I feel. Let's see what the first post does. Yeah. That's never going <laughs> to get you success. And that's why most people do fail at network marketing because yeah. the barrier to entry is so low. Start your business for 70 bucks. I mean, guys, when I opened a gym, we borrowed a hundred thousand dollars. We had money on the line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, and that changes the game for people. Like you had so much, you had to pay off, like work from that. You were like, I, I have to do this. I have to do this. Whereas network marketing, it's such a low startup point that it's, it's optional for a lot of people. And it's like, we'll just see, we'll see how it goes. But they, but I, what I find is they have all the big goals and dreams. They want all the big things, all the life, all the life things that 
literally possibility is endless with network marketing, which is the beautiful thing, but the work ethic and the consistency and the growth and the overcoming fears and the getting out of your own way, that part is so real. <laughs> and that is where lots of people just get stuck. Yep. It's that overthinking game when really Micah, like if you distill this business down to the most simple thing that you have to do, you have to show up and have conversations with people. Yeah. Through having those conversations, you get better and better at those conversations. Yeah. But you have to start wherever you're at. Yeah. I love it. So you wrote a book and it's called Time Millionaire, right? Become a, what is it called? Becoming Time Millionaire. Is it Time Millionaire? Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wait, was that wrong? So dig into that a little bit, because I love that idea of what is a time millionaire and how does this industry really open up that door for people? Yeah, well, so I read two books that really changed my life. The first was the four hour work week, and that taught me about leverage. And that gave me that initial vision that if I had leverage in a business that worked while I was sleeping, I could have real actual time freedom. Yeah. So I had that in my mind. And then I also read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which taught me about getting out of being self-employed and into business ownership. So those, those books really fueled me. And that's why I said yes to network marketing time millionaire. My book is about my story with direct sales and why I believe it is the ultimate side hustle for the person who's very busy, who um, maybe doesn't have that brilliant product idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I just never had that thing where I'm like, I need to go create it. Yeah. I'm not a software geek. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have, I didn't have a lot of money to invest. So for me, direct sales was definitely the best option to start with because it could fund other things. Yeah. So I wrote that book after my husband and I came home from an eight month trip around the world and just experienced something that most people don't get to do before they start a family. And so That's there's amazing. stories in there of that, but also the personal growth journey, because throughout my whole, my journey as in my first company, especially I'd always go to my mentor and say, okay, what else can I be doing? I'll do anything. Just tell me. And she would always say the same thing. Your business grows when you grow. How are you mm. growing right now? And so it's also about just the personal growth that I walked through with that first company. I love it. I love the business grows when you grow. That is a hundred percent. Like when I, when I talk to people who are feeling stuck in their business and they're so frustrated, I'm like, how are you evolving as a human? How are you digging into where you can grow as a person? Because as you do that, that will be parallel to your business hundred percent of the time. And it's not always like when it's happening, lots of times there's like some lag time. You've got to, you've got to give it some, some time to evolve for sure. But it's the people that you see being so successful and you're like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Their strategy must be different. Their marketing must be different. Their this must be different. They have probably just spent more time digging into their own growth and then applying, taking action, doing the things. Yeah. I love that. So I love that you talk about multiple income streams because this is something that I'm super passionate about is the, I call it the and life. It's not either, or you don't have to pick doing this or doing that, doing this or doing that. And that's what I've experienced over my, I've been in network marketing for almost 10 years. And it's like, every time I talk about doing something else, when I launched my podcast, oh, are you just doing this now? You're not, you're not, you're not doing network marketing anymore. I'm like, no, I'm doing both. Oh, I launched my program for network marketers, my course. Oh, you're just doing that now. I'm like, no, I'm doing both. Oh, we're selling our beef now. Oh, you're just doing that now. I'm like, no, stop it. Knock it off. But that's the beauty of this is it opens up so many doors. 
So what you can start and build and continue to put fuel to the fire over the years, it doesn't have to be the only thing you do for the rest of your life. It can open up more opportunity for you to do other passion projects or other things that you really care about or pour into foundations or start nonprofits or do, do all of the work that so many people have on their hearts, but never get around to doing because they don't have the time or the resources or the anything like that. So I think it's so beautiful that you're passionate about that. Cause I'm like, yes, I so agree. <laughs> well, I really, I think it's important to get out of a survival mode financially as fast as possible. Yeah, I agree. And so if you are listening in and you're in a survival mode, which I define by living paycheck to paycheck, you know, not having your emergency fund, being buried in debt, like the number one goal to get you in a place of just where you can catch your breath is you've got to get out of survival mode. Yeah. Now, and when that's the case, I think focusing for a certain amount of time, I call it a hustle season. You've got to get something off the ground. hundred percent. So for you, Micah, you had your network marketing off the ground. Like, okay, I've kind of got this, you know, I can handle this in an hour a day. Now I'm going to add in my podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I kind of got this. So you have to have wisdom with when you add more things to your plate. Absolutely. I was talking with someone on my team. She's a teacher. She's, she's just, just started a network marketing business. She's like, Hey, I really want to start a podcast too. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about this. Podcasting is not likely going to monetize you the way network marketing can the first year or two. Okay. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Right. We're right? <laughs> Maybe ever. It, not at all. It's a passion project for sure. It, it is a way to build your audience. It's a mm-hmm. way to establish your brand, but you just told me you want to get out of your teaching job. I'm going to give you just personal wisdom advice here. Focus on making that money first. Yeah. So that is where I believe, but here's the other thing, Micah, when I was with my first company, there was a lot of old school thought there. And a lot of people looked down on me when I wrote my book and launched my podcast and they weren't very encouraging. And everyone was like, If you chase two rabbits, you get none. So it was all about focus. But at the same time, I was at the point in my business where it really, it didn't really matter how many hours I put in. It wasn't really changing at that point. So I I knew that it was time to add something to energize myself. Mm, Yeah. For those creative juices. But here's what happened when that business unexpectedly restructured, many people found themselves in tough positions. These are multiple six figure, if not seven figure earners that weren't planning on losing yeah. their income. And yeah. so it's always why. So now when I talk to those friends, they're like, oh, I've got this income stream going, this income stream going. And, and they, they learned from that, you know, life is a journey and we are constantly learning. And so that is one, one hard lesson that I had to learn. And I've had a lot of friends learn too. All right. This is for my entrepreneur friends and especially my network marketers. I have created a free masterclass just for you to help you discover the three secrets to build a seven figure network marketing business without sacrificing all your precious time with family. This is my seven figure success secrets. And I am so excited to help you discover how to break through some of the most common limiting beliefs that are standing in your way. The first one is how to build a seven figure business while working less than 20 hours a week. The second one is to instantly eliminate mom guilt and to be more present than ever before while simultaneously adding thousands of dollars to your bank account. And the third is the seven figure earner secret to doing it all 
without burning out or missing memories with your family. If you feel like you would benefit from breaking through some of these barriers and learning what I've done differently over the years to build this type of growth for our family and our business without the burnout, without the overwhelm, without missing our family activities, without missing my highest priorities, then don't miss snagging a spot in this masterclass. Go to micafolsomfit.com slash seven figure secrets to claim your spot in the class. And if you can't be on live, don't freak out. You will get a replay, but try to be there live. All right. See you then back to the show. Yeah. I love that so much. And you talked about, I'm so glad that you brought this up because I see this a lot too, starting too many things too soon. Like I was seven and a half years into my business, like making over seven figures before I ever thought twice about trying to add something in. And it was not either, or it was, okay, I'll do my podcast so I can pour into more people and spend time doing what I love, which is the mindset work. But how can it also funnel into my business? How can it also be a part of fueling that engine? That is the breadwinner like that is fueling our life. So also you've got to be strategic around separating your energy and your time. Is it continuing to help the income source because likely it's not going to be bringing in a ton of that income and you're still going to be taking time away from the thing that is building the income. So you've got to be smart and strategic in how you're doing those things. But I can attest to the fact that even with, within my company, when after COVID we, we were super strong during COVID because people needed what we had. And then that dip happened where people were getting back to real life and it was harder, harder to be successful in the company that I was with. And you saw people leaving and bouncing and going to other companies. My income was still growing, was not growing. It was still very strong. It was not growing over how it was during COVID because that was a huge jump, but it was still very strong. We still had the funnel coming. We still had income coming in that was fueling our life. And we didn't feel that like, ugh. What am I going to do that stress, that panic, because we also had other things happening, which I think is very, very important. And so I want to talk about that too, the stewarding, the income that you're bringing in, because a lot of listeners are probably at a point where they're like, yeah, this is blessing our life. We do have income coming in, but no matter how much I make, we're still pretty much like we're still using it all. So how can we help? those listeners really be smart with this extra income that they're bringing in so that they can get out of that paycheck to paycheck survival mode, just spending what we make and into, okay, now we have a surplus and now we have more ability to do more things in our life because that's where I think a lot of people want to go, but then they get kind of stuck in their spending habits. Yes, absolutely. And definitely stuck if they have debt. And totally. so- my advice is if you're working a full-time job and you're, you have a side hustle going, let's say network marketing, do not leave your job until you're debt-free. Do not let go of any income sources until you're debt-free. When I was getting my network marketing business off the ground the first two years, I had $40,000 of debt from opening the gym. So I kept training 6 a.m. till 9 p.m., and I, I put everything from my direct sales income into either paying off debt, setting aside for taxes or reinvesting into my business. That's all I did. 
In fact, I even told my husband, I'm like, we're not traveling. We're not doing anything. We are laser focused. Then we had to go through it again. So I was actually, I wasn't married to him yet when I started the first time. Then we got married and he had another $55,000 of, of back taxes. And again, I said, we're not doing anything till we pay off that debt. And so again, training his income, network marketing, like every income stream we could to throw at that debt. Because yeah. when you get rid of debt, all of a sudden your lifestyle can increase without any other changes because you don't have those payments, right? Mm -hmm. So that is definitely the first step. It has to become priority. We cannot normalize consumer debt like we have. Yeah, for right. It is crushing, crushing the middle and lower class. And so that has to be, that has to be number one, but then you get to this place and you're like, okay, got the debt paid off, you know, outside of mortgage, most likely. Um, now, what do I do? Then you have to start educating yourself on where to invest and put your money so that you don't have to keep worrying about this 20 years down the road. Mm -hmm. You want to get out of that cycle of stress and overwhelm when it comes to finances. And, and in, in the case of investing, I do recommend working with a professional. Um, if you want to do it yourself, there's a million books out there, podcasts, you can self-educate for sure. And also ask wealthy people that you're around, wealthy friends wealthy people online get to kind of know what the options are, but that is the goal. So that you have a place where your money's working for you and making money while you sleep. Yeah. I love it. One of the things that I would say has helped keep the joy and fulfillment within my business. I get this question a lot and it just came to mind when you were talking about that, like, how do you stay how do you stay like joyful and creative with your business when you need the income? Mm. Like when you need the income. And this is what I see when, like, when you're like, don't quit your full-time job until you have like a plethora, like you've paid off the debt, you've done the things like, and that's what I see a lot of people doing is they're relying on their income and it's becomes stressful and it becomes something they have to do instead of something they get to do. And while my husband has always, he he's a veterinarian, he owns his own business. He's very successful. We've never had to rely on my income to live. Mm -hmm. My income has allowed us to live the life we love, which would not have been possible if we were just living off of the income that my husband brings in. And so I think that's one of the things that we have to realize is when we're building something like this, what is the purpose? Because yes, it can absolutely pay for your life and it can fund what you need, the necessities, but when it has to, mm -hmm. and it, that, that's a different feel. That's a different energy behind it. And that's what I see a lot of people doing is they're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to retire my husband. We're going to live this full-time life. We're going to da, 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 da. And they get to a point where they can, and they do it. And then crap happens and it's stressful and they hate their business and that it's hard. So that's my advice is like, as you're going through these seasons of growth and building income and building like stuff that really wasn't possible before, still be so mindful, be so mindful of the decisions you're making because it does absolutely impact how you feel showing up for your business. If it's a necessity and it has to be coming in and it becomes stressful. Yeah, so it's an just energy. some two cents, totally. Energy is everything. And if yeah. you are feeling 
lack and you're feeling fear around your finances, yes, that's going to be hard to get up in a voice text that you want to recruit someone. <laughs> right. Totally. And then you start to resent the business that's really funding your life. And then you're like, how do I recruit someone into this when I'm hating it? <laughs> like that's, that's a predicament you don't ever want to put yourself in. So yeah. just some things to think about as you're transitioning and making life choices and all of those things, if you happen to be at that point, because it, it, oh man, I, I just believe so strongly in what this can be for people. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be the six, seven figure business. It can be the extra three, $400 a month that just releases the pressure of your bills. Like so many people are just hanging on stressed, frustrated, anxious at night because they're like, where, where am I going to do this again? How am I going to get the money to pay the bills? And it's like, this can be that you can alleviate that for people. It doesn't have to be something ginormous that some people want to make it into. It can be that pressure lifter that so many people crave and don't know where to find it. I I tell people to think of this as a paid internship your Mm. first years, because you truly are earning while you learn. Totally. This be a completely new skill set for most people. Even if they've had sales experience, this is different. Yeah. Seen in a different way. And, and yet you're making money while you do it. It's amazing. So you have to wrap, wrap your brain around that. that. That just doesn't exist in the business world. Right. Right. And even like, even thinking about, cause I went to college as well without any desire to have a job ever. I was like, I'm just going to go to college because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I was playing volleyball. So I really just went so I could play volleyball. So it was interesting because you pay, well, I was on scholarship, so I didn't have to pay for it, thankfully. But how many people go into debt to go through school to get a job that pays 30, 40, 50, $60,000 a year. They have to pay off school still pay off bills. It's like, we are so backwards in our thinking and how we've kind of been brought up and brainwashed in society. More more and more people are catching on to that. People ask me like, what do you do for college savings? I'm like, we don't, we actually have a, a lifestyle savings for both our kids so that they can decide if they want to start a business, they can go to college if they want, or they could travel. Like they, they'll get to decide how they want to their life at that age. I hope they want to be entrepreneurs because I really think that's the only way for you to truly get ahead of the cycle of middle class. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're going to raise them up and that's what I'm saving for. Not necessarily college. Yeah. I love it. That's the same thing that we do. Each of our kids has a fund, but it's not the 529 or whatever that college fund is like, cause we're yeah. like, well, what if they don't want to like, yeah. we'll, we'll support whatever they want to do. So Definitely the same ideology there. I love this. I love this conversation so much. I feel like it just needs to be talked about more and more. Just one, the possibility with it, but then two, what it actually takes to make that possibility a reality because it's can be easy to feel like it's frou-frou and it's, oh, it's for some people, but not for me. No, it can be for everyone, but there is a certain type of person who will be willing to show up and do the work and grow. And not everyone is, and that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a personality, but it is, it is a very decisive, like a decided heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I find is when you have clarity around just what you want in life, whether that be travel, more luxurious things, 
or just security and time freedom and able to live how you want, like that choice. It doesn't matter what you want. It's, but you've got to have something that means so much to you that you're like, gosh, this is scary. And I've got fears and I'm afraid of what people are going to think. And I know I'm going to have to fail some, but I'm willing to do it. And as soon as you get to that point, you will blow your own freaking mind what you're capable of. Yes. Well, Angie, you are a gem. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on. I'll have to have you back on for like a part two or something fun. <laughs> we could riff all day about this. We love I it. know it's the best ever. Well, where can our listeners find you like on social? Where can they get access to all your stuff? Yes. Friends hey, come hang out with me on Instagram, TikTok at the real Angie Garner. Also the Angie Garner podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and um, get up in my DMS. I like to have real conversations with people. Awesome. Love it so much. You guys listen in. If you felt like this was valuable, if it resonated, if you have a team, that needs to hear this stuff, make sure that you share this with them, shoot them this episode. I'm definitely going to share it with mine. That's for dang sure. So thank you so much, Angie, once again, and you guys will see you back here in another week. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.